It made a countdown. Oh, okay. Forgot your fingers. What's up, guys? And welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast, episode 34. Am I right? Oh, man, that's a big number. And that actually brings us right into what we're talking about today. 34, it represents Big Poppy, David Ortiz, a postseason legend. And we're talking some postseason baseball. The Mets just went at it with the Padres. It's your boy, J-Ray, with my boy, Johnny T. And we're going to talk a little bit of baseball. How are you feeling today, baby? As a casual baseball fan, I did not watch the Mets once this season, Justin. I know they won 100 games. I know they have pitching and some awesome sluggers, but that was an, out, an utter disaster. Utter. It was definitely... I was looking forward to this game all day, so I'm at work. I started work at 12 o'clock today. That's exactly when the first playoff game started. So I'm like, okay, I got to find some free time to watch some baseball. And I did. I was lucky enough to see Cleveland take on the Rays. I was lucky enough to watch a little bit of the Cardinals-Phillies game. I missed the Mariners and Blue Jays. And I get home right in time to see Max Scherzer versus Hugh Darvish. And I'm the baseball fan of me is just losing his mind. I'm like, yo, this is... This is exactly what postseason baseball is about. Day one of the postseason, it's aces versus aces. And guess what? The Mets ace did not show up. The guy that got paid so much money, Max Scherzer, the guy with two different colored eyes, did not show up at all today. I saw a crazy stat. Max Scherzer in a postseason game, I believe he's pitched in the postseason 27 times. He has a, He's had 27 appearances and 22 starts, though. He's never surrendered more than three home runs in a game. Never. Today, he surrendered four. Four. Just like that, the Mets found themselves down in a hole early. Josh Bell with a home run. Profar with a home run. Trent Grisham with a home run. And then, of course, Manny Machado. But the biggest concern for me, John, watching this game, isn't so much Max Scherzer. Because, yeah, it happens. Some aces completely flop in the playoffs. It happens. But it's the bats. Going into the ninth inning, you're one for 11 with men on base all game. You Darvish isn't overpowering you with a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. Yeah, and that's not to slight him. He, he has filthy stuff. Everything's moving. Everything's breaking. It looks like everything's in the strike zone, and then it's not. So it, it's tough to hit off of him, but the Mets' bats were completely dead. No hard contact at all. I mean, you give credit to Eduardo Escobar, the lone run that got on the board with his solo shot. But the Mets are in trouble. A lot of it, a lot of trouble. You can really feel the, if there was any energy by that Mets crowd, it was on that Escobar home run where you got a little bit of it. And it's like, okay, now it's chip away six more runs. If we can <laughs> find a way to do that a few more times in the sixth inning or whatever the case may be. I just felt, like you said, the batting was comparable i felt like garen judge was on the opposing team because they're just piling one after another and scherzer he was dealing with an injury of sorts right oblique that he was coming yeah. back from yeah yeah so he's he's just he's he's working his way back but that's it's the end of the season so everybody is really working through injuries there's a hundred it's a 162 game you know marathon and everybody when they get into october baseball you just hope you're healthy enough to get through it and last October, when Max Scherzer was dealing with the Dodgers, he was dealing with some arm fatigue. 
So this guy's almost 40 years old. He's pushing 40 in a couple of years. So, I mean, you got to wonder, is he just running out of gas? Can he, can he sustain the, the work of a long season? And, and that's my biggest concern. But I, I was asked already before, before we got on this pod by a friend of mine, are the Mets done? Are they cooked? And I was like, I don't know if they're cooked, but they're shook. That's for sure. Uh, tomorrow night, they're going up against Blake Snell, former AL Cy Young Award winner with the Tampa Bay Rays. But guess who they have on the mound? They have Jacob freaking DeGrom, probably the best p- pitcher in baseball when he's healthy. And, you know, I- I'll-, I'll take my money and I'm going to ride with the Mets. It's hard to bet with bet against DeGrom going in this big game. He hasn't pitched in a playoff game since 2015, which is way back. You probably remember this World Series against the Kansas City Royals. And that was when DeGrom had long hair. Now he has short hair and he's ready to deal for the Mets. But it's going to be a-, a very, very tough battle, uphill climb. You know, when you're going into October baseball, and I know you're a basketball guy, you always tell me in the playoffs of basketball, the defense just gets tougher. Defense is different when it comes to playoff basketball. In baseball, the pitching is a whole lot tougher. Everybody is throwing their best. They're going to send their best guys out there. They're not going with the full five-man rotation. They'll go with the three-man rotation. So you're going to see that best pitcher multiple times. It's it's definitely it, it's a battle now in October and the Mets really screwed themselves. I'm, I'm going on a tangent here because I believe me, I can talk about the this disaster of what this Mets September was for so long. At one point, the Mets had a ten and a half game division lead. And here they are in this scenario in a wild card game. You know, they had this division in the bag before the Atlanta Braves stole it from them and swept them a couple of a, a week ago. So it's. It's their own doing. And yeah, they are still one-and-a-half point favorites going into uh, tomorrow's game, Saturday. You're going to that matchup, right? Absolutely. That's awesome. I went to City Field for the first time last year. Beautiful stadium. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at BetStamp. For a guy that's new to sports betting and myself, one of the things is I want to know the best odds out there. And what BetStamp is dedicated to is providing you the best odds in all sports books that you sign up for in one single place. The unique part of that is, if you want to track bets by the end of the year, you can do that all on their singular app. And even better yet, if you want to sell picks, it is royalty-free. They won't take a single commission. And as you say, Justin, to be great at anything, you have to do your homework. So be sure to do your homework and sign up... for the BetStamp app today, using our promo code WISEGUYS, that is W-I-S-E-G-U-Y-S, that is WISEGUYS. So moving on to tomorrow, and there's 737, I guess it's for baseball, it's not tip-off, it's... First pitch. First pitch. I should know this. What is your <laughs> expectation? Well, I believe the City Field crowd, including myself, all these New Yorkers are going to be going crazy. Um... Jacob DeGrom is on the hill. This is the best pitcher in the game. I, I, intend, I expect this game to be a pitcher's duel all the way through. I just hope that uh, DeGrom can outlast Snell and the bats have to get going early. You have to attack early and often. The Mets got Starling Marte back today, which was an absolute blessing because what it looked like when they got swept by the Braves, that they were pushed into a scenario where they would be playing a wild card series without him. Now he's back in the lineup, and he was batting six tonight, if I'm not mistaken. He has to be batting towards the top of the lineup. He has to be batting one or two, him, Nimmo, and McNeil, 
ready to just rake and attack me, um, Blake Snell right away. Because if you let this guy get going early, this, these pitchers get in a groove, and that's it. You got to start hot. I think the Mets come out strong. I think DeGrom goes in there and absolutely shoves, and he does exactly what an ace is supposed to do, what Scherzer was supposed to do tonight. I feel like as a basketball fan, the biggest thing for a perimeter guy is rhythm. For pitchers, is it the same exact thing? Once you get a flow, once you get some microwave strikeouts going, that's really the difference maker in heating up and kind of taking over, shutting the opposing lamp down? Well, definitely. I think once you, you get through those first two innings, maybe have a couple strikeouts under your belt, you start to feel hot. But what definitely helps is when you have some run support. You see tonight with you Darvish, right away he had a 3 nothing lead. You know, you have leeway there. You're allowed to pitch comfortably. You don't feel like you have to beat around the bush. You can just go out there and straight up attack hitters. You don't need to pitch around them. Whereas Max Scherzer is trying to, you know, keep his team in the game and not make this lead grow out of hand. So I think it's it's not even more so about the pitcher getting the groove, but it's just more so about your offense having your back. Because what good is a great pitcher if you give up one run and you go seven innings, but your team gives you none? You know, what, what good does that do you? Absolutely nothing. I can point to today's game where the Phillies were playing against the Cardinals and Zach Wheeler goes seven innings and a shutout, shutout ball. The second he leaves the game, boom, two-run home run, Cardinals up 2 nothing. Now, he got bailed out. It would have been a no decision for him anyway, but the Phillies ended up managing to score six runs in the ninth inning and winning the ball game. But that doesn't always happen. That doesn't always happen, so... I think the Mets, if, if they don't score runs, if they don't get guys on base and start moving them over, they they might be uh, watching the Yankees on Tuesday night from their home. They do say the best defense is a good offense. That's a fact. That is a 100% a fact. So we're going to see where this one goes, but definitely October baseball off to a great start. I, I, I'm completely excited for these games. I was itching for this all day. And they definitely delivered. I mean, every game delivered besides the Mets. What's your player of the day? Do you have one? My player of the day. Wow. Hmm. That's a tough one. You should have told me about this earlier. Okay. Yeah, my player of the day is Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez, third baseman of the Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians going into the season, you know, changing the name, no longer the Cleveland Indians, new rebrand. I actually, I, I know people that are probably not even fans anymore because it doesn't feel like the same history. Well, get over it because Cleveland ke- still keeps winning. Terry Francona is still managing that team. They're so young. They're so exciting. And every game this season, every game that they've won, it's not that they've been blowing teams out the water. No, they're just gritty. And they'll beat you with good pitching. They'll beat you with great defense. And they, death. you know the saying, death by a thousand paper cuts? That's them. They will kill you that way. And today, they fell down one nothing. The very next inning, who stepped up? Your MVP, Jose Ramirez, with a two-run bomb, and they don't surrender the lead. Shane Bieber absolutely shoved, but that's not possible without Jose Ramirez's bat. So he's my player of the day. It does feel weird. I grew up with the Indians and the Guardians. I almost forget. But... <laughs> With that being said, I guess go Mets tomorrow. 
Yeah, let's go Mets, man. Let's go Mets. Who's but, the X Factor? Jacob DeGrom. Straight up, Jacob DeGrom. Because I don't know if this Mets team is going to score runs. Mm -hmm. This whole month of September, it's been an absolute, absolute disaster. No consistency whatsoever. Uh, DeGrom needs to hold this these Padres down to one run. He needs to go six, seven innings of one run ball. And you got to find a way to get the, get the ball to Edwin Diaz in the ninth. Absolutely have to. That's the closer? That's the closer. Dude, if you don't I, – I urge you, go on YouTube and watch Edwin Diaz's uh, walkout music. It comes out to this song <laughs> called Narcos. They play the trumpets. It is absolutely insane. It, got, it was such a phenomenon this year that the guy who actually plays the trumpet came to the stadium to perform it live while the pitcher came running out of the bullpen. It's an electric video. I got chills watching it. That's pretty good. I hope to witness it tomorrow. I guess until then, we'll see you guys soon. That was episode number 34. And as always, Justin. Stay classy, guys.